His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, and welcome to Banter Behind the Throne. This is episode 92, I'm glad to believe. Uh, my name is Tony Makos, and I am sitting in a basement in Edinburgh, as usual. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Dave Bamford, who's in London. Hello, Dave. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, lovely today, thank you. Good stuff. Made, it, made it home okay? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Um, I uh, I got a nice big McDonald's for my way home. Sweet. Uh, you get the McDonald's for then, and then you get the uh, 20 chicken nuggets for later in the journey. <laughs> and so, you know, I had a couple of them uh, a bit later in the evening, and then I had some for breakfast as well, so... Truly, the, the Sunday evening, Monday morning part of uh, my trip to Edinburgh was definitely the best. Tremendous. So, um, uh, Mr. Bamford was north of the border last weekend for a visit to Edinburgh and a visit to Glasgow to take part in the Siege of Winterfell, which was the Road to Stalic event that took place in Glasgow last weekend. Uh, I'm going to say the majority of this episode is going to be our little review of that, as both of us were in attendance. We don't have uh, Thomas Peel with us today, and in fact, I'm going to say we're a little bit worried about him, because nobody's heard from him in about 48 hours. So if you're out there, Peel, um, we miss you, but you're dead to us. We just <laughs> hope you're not dead, dead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make contact, <laughs> because we're... Yeah, it's a little there bit There have been flickers of life, but, uh, nothing concrete. That's all it's just like the the spasms in in death, mm. the rigor mortis jogging his phone so that <laughs> it reads the messages. It's just the uh, the remainder of the electric the electric impulses in his body kind of wearing out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a worry. So, well, we hope you're okay, Bill. And uh, um, yeah, get in touch because we 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 can't we can't do this alone. But having said that, you weren't there at the weekend, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it without you yeah if he's going to miss a week this is a good week to miss this is true this so is well true. Done, As, yeah good job <laughs> good this job is enjoy your, your uh, this is part of your annual leave allocation of course <laughs> enjoy your holiday yeah we'll work you to the room when you come back yeah you'll be hosting <laughs> the next three right <laughs> nice so um so yeah we uh we were both at cj winterfell uh which was uh in Glasgow on Saturday and uh, into Sunday, we had some lovely joust on the Saturday. We had uh, there was a little bit of melee that went on on the Sunday. There was a little bit of lovely first edition that went on on Sunday. There was a little bit of Onatama I noticed was going on as well. The boys were playing Onatama a little bit. Um, yeah, the little uh, kind of one-on-one kind of chess type kind of game which lends itself to serious analysis paralysis, but uh, I was noticing that was going on with the people that had finished their games. Um, but it was a good weekend and all, and uh, yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had a bit of a laugh. I mean, I 
I was stressing out about the whole thing, not because it was a big tournament, not anything to do with it being a Road to Stalic event or, or, or anything to do with the kind of pedigree of the people that were going to be there. I was having just a general, oh, God, I've got a tournament at the weekend and I have absolutely no idea what to play. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Helen, who was our guest in the last episode, uh, my wife, um, she usually has a similar kind of freak out before a tournament, but it's not usually it's not usually a case of not knowing what deck to play. It's usually I have a deck, I have seventy five cards in it, and I don't know how to put it together properly. <laughs> and as it is, she whittled her deck down to sixty cards and was uh, uh, in a rare uh, situation, much better prepared than I was. So most of last week. I I felt like I built every deck known to man. I was playing. I mean, <laughs> I I was kind of testing against Helen, who had one deck, and because she was playing Greyjoy Fealty, I didn't really have a chance to build our boats deck that we built a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. and so that was never really it was never really a possibility that I was going to be able to build that and test it, even if I did proxy it or anything like that. So. Greyjoy Boats was off the table, quite literally. I messed about with uh, Tyrell Dragon, which was quite funny for a bit. It was kind of abusing Mark Mullendore, really. Mm-hmm. That was the deck that I ended up calling uh, Marky Mark and his Monkey Punch. Because <laughs> <Of course. laughs> he's a little monkey. I had a fair bit of fun with that because... Uh, when you can, when you can use the the other non-restricted mace Tyrell, who is still a fucking great card, even though he's not the other mace Tyrell. When you can draw two cards, put one on top of your deck, win a challenge, and then pop it into play with Mark Mullendore, it's pretty tasty, especially if you can use and abuse Jack and Hagar. Um, I was having quite a quite a laugh using up Greyjoy saves with Jack and Hagar, but it was utterly inconsistent. Um, but quite funny at the same time. I was messing about with Lanny Shadows, even though that that deck, I'm sure that deck will be great at some point, but uh, not quite yet. Um, that really just used and abused, getting as much money as you possibly can, and then cats pawing characters back to their hand, uh, back to the opponent's hands. It did and pretty well, didn't it? It just couldn't close. Yeah, it didn't have any six or seven cost characters actually that's not true i think it had one um it had one six cost character in it and i'm trying to remember who it is it's um is robert strong a six cost character he is isn't he yeah he's a, he's a six yeah i Maybe. think so i keep thinking he might be a five but i think he, he has a six five. yeah i think he was the he only six. yeah well exactly um i think he was only six in it so i so i put jewel in it which was quite funny against uh uh against a big boy Greyjoy deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was lots of kind of getting lots of money for the challenges phase and failing miserably to find your copy of uh, Bells of Castle Rock. And when you did, uh, it kind of just died. Um, but uh, but it, but I think it will be good eventually. I think when New, New Cersei comes out, it will be uh, top-notch. Okay. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't something I wanted to play at the weekend. Um, and then when you arrived on Friday... Uh, Rowan had had been Ron Gavin had been staying with us for a day already, and we decided that uh, that basically I should play Baratheon because it, you know 
because it's it nice to play Baratheon. It does, it does. It's you know, um, it's what this game's about. I want to play Baratheon even when it's shit. So we kind of threw together a Barra cohort deck um, on the Friday. Then we threw it together again on Saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> when we kind of took out a bunch of stuff, put in yeah, put in a load more stuff, and. Uh, and then when nobody was looking, I put in a 60-second card. <laughs> and uh, Was that privileged position? It was, of course, privileged position. A card I got to use once, which I'm sure we'll get to. <laughs> and so, yeah, Saturday morning, classic stuff. 10 o'clock Saturday morning, still putting the deck together. Um, but thanks to the lovely guys at CG Winterfell, they accepted email deck lists. So it was a piece of piss to to submit them. God bless them. God bless any tournament organization organizer that does that. Uh, basically got there, stood at the registration de- desk, pushed a button and sent them my deck list. Ha, ah, it was great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so through a, a long kind of extended process, I landed on playing Bada Kohar. What about yourself? Well, as listeners are aware, we've had like a little uh, three-parter, I guess. Um, mm. in that we built a deck, I tested it, we tweaked it, and now I've taken it to a tournament, sort of. <laughs> yeah, um, sort of. In that I think I mentioned on the cast, you know, we have some improvements to make, but it's probably better just out of Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made some improvements, you know, I, I added Saldor. Um, on Helen's advice, I added uh, You Win or You Die, even though you also said that in the initial deck build, and I mm. booed it. It's been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, the decks just run run out of cards so many times that the downside is not really a downside. Sure. Um, because you're playing all the cards anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I played it a bit more, and I thought I'll have a night or two just playing it as straight Greyjoy to see whether mm-hmm. it's if it's better. Is it better enough to warrant losing the funner stuff from the Stag Banner? Yeah. Uh. And it was, sadly. <laughs> so, the key... I'm just going to get the list up now. But you did remove you did remove the, the fun stuff. I mean, so you ended up playing... Uh, uh, it was Fealty, right? I played Fealty, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it didn't have to be any particular agenda. Um, yeah. It could have been Wars, because it doesn't run a restricted card. It could have been Reigns, I guess. Uh, although it is a bit light on the intrigue icons. And for that reason, I also wouldn't want crossing. Um, So it was really, yeah, Fealty or Reigns made the most sense. Sorry, Fealty or Wars. There wasn't any reason for me to run 10 plots particularly. And the Fealty was pretty good in the end. Just that extra bit of uh, leeway in your economy, early game and post-reset, is is really good. And um, so making the deck into Greyjoy... I got to drop the the six costers and add in three balons, which allowed me to run Great Hall, which smoothed out the econ. Uh, mm. Now all of my cards, except for a few, are um, reducible by Sea Tower, which again helps with the econ. Mm. Um, I added an Iron Victory and an Iron Victory's crew. Mm. Uh, what else? A Reader. Uh, a Salty Navigator took the place of one of the Chuds. Nighttime Marauders came in. Um... Uh, the third Acolyte of the Waves and a second Hagen's Daughter. Mm. Um, because I brought in the Iron Victory's crew, I brought in the Iron Victory. Um, and that was the only real change in the locations. 
Uh, um, oh, I dropped one sea bitch as well. Mm. So I think I yeah I was running one fewer location overall. Uh, you took a you took out a boat and put another boat in, so we're still well, I took out two boats because I took out um I took out the laughing lord and a sea bitch. Oh, and of I course, did the iron victory. Um, and then uh, events wise, I dropped a raid in the Bay of Ice and added two risens and a pay the iron price. Yeah. Um. So aside as gone. I was going to say, aside from pay the iron price, which is quite a funny card. Um. You took out all the fun cards and replaced them with boring Greyjoy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, wa- I'm just wanting you. Yeah. I'm just wanting you to know that that you you took the fun out of that deck. It was still fun. It still had the core of the deck. Mm. It still ran Raid in the Bay of Ice, although only at two copies. You could do all the things that it could do before, just in a less fun way. Yeah. Um, as long as you know it was less fun <laughs> it was it is definitely less fun and I was playing it on the Thursday night and I thought this is definitely less fun it's <laughs> definitely smoother yeah it's definitely better yeah so, <laughs> mm. um, so, so I figured well let's play this one and that happened to be the version I built uh, I had built when I came to, Glas- uh, to Edinburgh so mm. it, it saved me having to fiddle around with my cards mm. um, I was going to say yeah Pay the iron price was kind of a, you know, it was like, oh, there might be Kohor, there's probably a lot of Stark and a lot of Targ, and I can nick their uh, um, their wards, their frozen solids, and um, the Queen's Guard. Or the Crown of Gold. <laughs> or the Crown of Gold. Yeah. Um, in, I think I played one game at uh, Darksphere before I came up. And I stole a, a Queen's Guard, put it on nice. Little Theon, which was quite satisfying. Um, and then it got discarded for whatever reason, and uh, I got to put it on him again, which was nice, because <laughs> obviously the events were terrible. Um, oh, yeah, sadly, on the day, it didn't actually hit anything. Yeah. Um, I had it in hand versus Costas, who was playing... Uh, Tyrell Tyro yeah. Cohort Dragon, yeah. Um, and I could have used it early on to get like an Oath Keeper, but I wasn't really getting much value out of it, so I was I was wanting to hold off and use it as kind of a surprise strength bump and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, it was just... It got taken for injury claim, I never got it back, and yeah, it was kind of useless. Uh, the rest okay. of the time, it was just sat in my hand, or recursive injury claim. Yeah. Was like, right. So that was a shame. Um there was a lot of promise. Maybe I just didn't get the uh, the matchups for it. Mm, there, um, was, there was there was one occasion when you were about to use it uh, and didn't get a chance to. But I'm sure we'll, get to, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the the main other thing that was you know could have been in the old deck and is in this is the Iron Victory's crew, and mm. uh, obviously added the Iron Victory for them. If they search for the Iron Fleet Scout, that's fine. If you've already got the Iron Victory. Otherwise, they can smooth out your econ a bit if you can afford to play the refurbished Hulk. Uh, yeah. But the Iron Victory was actually really, really solid mm, um, cool. all day. That The extra strength uh, for Victarion was good for um, good for pushing challenges through against Burn mm. and uh, for defending challenges against Free Folk. Um, and it just helped accelerate Slightly, which was pretty key in a few a few games. Certainly in practice, maybe not so much on the day. 
Um, and mm. in one practice game against Vince, Vince vinced the Iron Virtues crew. So <laughs> if you're using your Vinces on that, then I'm happy. Yeah, of course. You still get so, yeah. a body at the table. Mm. Yeah, going into the tournament, I guess. Mm. It's also it's, it's also worth mentioning we did spend a significant amount of Friday night. Well, I spent a significant amount of Friday night ignoring my second dead deck and actually digging out all the cards for my first deck in the deck as well. Of um, course, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I of course had built my first dead deck in advance this time. Nice, which was good. Well, that helps. <laughs> Rather than having to go through all my body cards trying to <laughs> trying to get it, yeah, but exactly. Uh, but yeah, it took me a uh, it, it took me an, an unreasonable amount of time trying to kind of put together my. Uh, um, 90 cards black sales deck which uh, of course I did uh, and more about that later on <laughs> I guess mm. so um, so yeah so we get there um, 26 players I believe there was um, I can't I think John might have had to sit in because I think we had 25 registered and he didn't want anyone to have a buy so I think John John or Ian ended up playing I can't remember which it wasn't uh, sorry not John it was Ian that ended up playing so I think he ended up uh Joining him with a free folk deck, which meant that there was a couple of uh, couple of free folk decks there, and it, the 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 split was quite interesting because I think I think we expected a lot of Targ, but I don't think we maybe expected quite as much Greyjoy as there was. No, um, there was so much Greyjoy. Yeah, and if it wasn't Greyjoy main house, it was Banner Greyjoy. <laughs> there was a chunk of that. So so yeah, maybe people kind of. You know, expected Targ, so they brought Greyjoy because it's a good matchup against it. I don't, I don't really know, but there ended up being um, a lot of Greyjoy, a lot of Stark, reasonable amount of Targ, and then a smattering of the rest of them. Um, I was the only real Barra deck there because <laughs> the Barra Free Vault doesn't count. Um, there were like two Martell, Costas was the only one playing Tyrell. There was a Lanny Free Folk deck there, and there was no I think Lanny was there. No actual Lanny, just the Lanny free vote deck. And then I think Voita was playing Night's Watch Reigns. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, the, so it was, um, yeah, there was a lot of boats there. A lot of boats there. Um, but, um, but we we sat down and started the tournament. And, of course, I say of course, as my deck had only come together at about 10 o'clock that morning, I hadn't even had a chance to play it yet, which always goes down well. Um, <laughs> it's the best way. And, well, yeah. I mean, sometimes it is. I mean, it it, it kind of worked for me. Um, and in in retrospect, my kind of tournament went the way that most of my tournaments kind of go, which is that um, I do quite well, and then I play against people who are better than me, and they beat me, and that's not enough to get me through to the cut. So that's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I usually get a couple of games out of it. I always I always kind of say that that my standard, um, my my kind of average performance for like a five round. Uh, a five-round tournament always ends up being about 3-2, which is usually not enough to kind of make a cut. Um, and once in a while, I'll hit 4-1 and make a cut and blah, blah. But but this time, my first game was against Target Crossing, and uh, I thought, oh, great, here we go. At this point, I don't think I knew what the split was, but I saw a lot of people with kind of Target House cards and stuff and thought, right, this this day is just going to... It's just going to be burn, 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 burn. So I played against uh, Yayan, who was playing, uh, who's playing Targ Crossing, and he kind of admitted that he hadn't played for a while, um, which you know was good to hear, <laughs> I guess, from, from kind of my perspective. And I, I, I kind of had one of those one of those games where uh, 
it kind of showed that Jan hadn't played in a bit because I'm not sure he I'm not sure he was fully prepared for like the King of the North plot and things like that. And I mean, I set up Bob and a reducer turn one, and that kind of did it really. Kind of Bob and a reducer and a scene of flames in hand to take any kind of nasty shit out of his hand. And once Bob and his boys kind of came down the table, which they did, because he was playing Crossing, I wasn't really worried about a kind of early reset or anything. It was one of those games where it would have gone faster if he had some power on his house, which which is, I don't know, some, sometimes when that happens, uh, on the odd occasion that that kind of happens, you know, you want to let a couple of things through unopposed and, and kind of close it off. But I was too fucking panicky about that. <laughs> I thought, oh, I don't mind taking half an hour to win if I'm definitely going to win then. Uh, and by that point, I had everything duped and I had a Valor in my hand. And uh, um, because, cause, yeah, we put Valor in the deck, which um, on a kind of on advisement, I guess. And uh, it uh, it was delightful all day. It it's practically won. Great. Because you can't beat fucking Valor. Proper Valor. None of this Valor D bullshit. Valor just, just just did the job. One me, you know, easily swung uh, a couple of games in, in my favour. But I didn't have to use it in the first one. That was fine. I took all the good shit out of his hand. And when it occurred to me that he was running a kind of Dothraki heavy uh, crossing deck, uh, I popped down King of the North. And that pretty much, that was that, really. Um, so... So yeah, delightful. So it, it was kind of a like a, a kind of vote of confidence to kind of you know win the first game of the deck you've never played before. Didn't really care how I won it. It was just great. Okay, I can play it. Grand. It does what it's supposed to do. Brilliant. Did um, Cohort do anything for you in the first game? <sighs> Cohort did. Let me see. Cohort did very little in that game apart from. Uh, I put a motley down on top on Jogo, which just slowly emptied his hand because mm-hmm. um, because he got Dothraki out and he got a couple of the uh, big raiding Kalasars out that you know to claim uh, when they're attacking stuff, but there are no attachments and um, there wasn't much else that came down because I took I took the dragons out of his hand and I think I. I think I went heads on spikes because I had a decent board and I took like one of his events out of his hand instead. And so I wasn't really worried about what was in his hand. And he only had shitty Dothraki down and a couple of armies. And But the Motley did the job of taking care of the rest of his hand. So I went in his hand, which was fine. So the Motley was a was a good good inclusion, as was Patchface. Yeah. It was a top-notch a top idea, even though it didn't really... It didn't really kind of fire off, you know, the way you kind of hope it would. Um. So, so yeah, I had to play Costas next, which I always take as a oh well, well one one it is then. And <laughs> <laughs> so we were the only cohort decks uh, there all day, and Costas had uh, named his deck Shameless Net Deck because he essentially just shamelessly net decked something because he was he was kind of part of the. Uh, he was part help was helping to kind of arrange the the event, so I don't think he had much time to kind of deck build. So he grabbed the kind of Tyrell Dragon Cohort deck and uh, you know did reasonably well with it. And so we played against each other, which was a very funny game because I'm not sure he expected he he expected me to be running Valor at that point, and uh, he had he was doing really well. He had Renly down. 
uh, hadn't got a Queen's Guard on him yet, but he had Renly down there. Um, he had two fucking brothers' robes on the table, like on a on a scheming septon, which was really fucking annoying when that thing knelt. Uh, and then he would scrap the scheming septon and put them both back in his hand. Uh, it was really, really, really rough. But I valored Renly off the table, um, um, but started running out of cards, which I found was a thing with this deck. Uh, I couldn't ever get the red keep down. Uh, and against Greyjoy, I was never really wanting to get the red keep down because I knew it wouldn't stay on my side. So I ran out of cards quite a lot. And once I once valored Renly off the table and I didn't have much uh, that was good down, um, I was top decking and I top decked a Courtney Penrose and our Bobby Baratheon at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. And that, yeah, that once I, I realised I had the economy to get them down, um, we were pushing close to time, and I think I was a couple of power ahead, and and that was that. I think Costas just gave it to me. Um, so so yeah, kind of, you know, that was a definite massive vote of confidence uh, for for it. You know, beating a beating a cohort deck. I even think I'm trying to think if I did anything interesting with the cohort and that. Um, I think the strangler might have come out at some point. I think the strangler might have gone on. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the strangler didn't come out yet. Um, no, I don't think. I, again, I don't. I, 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 one of the things I discovered about about the deck and play, about playing Barakohor compared to the Martel Kohor that I've been playing for a long time is the attachments never really felt like they were hugely impactful. Like you could go and you could go and get a like you could go and get a poppy. Okay, poppies are great. Poppies can impact, you know, that can impact the game in the middle of the challenges phase. Um, but they're not going to impact any challenges themselves. You know, they're not going to the the, the the most the most serious the most impactful attachment in that deck really was the copy of the strangler, I think, because that properly that probably won you challenges. Sure. Um. um so nothing. I, I you know I kept looking through it for. I'd do things like scrap bodyguards for uh, scrap uh, poppies for bodyguards at points when I knew that maybe I was I was about to valor or I was about to lose military or something like that. So the bodyguards were good, um, but they, but out of the like twelve thirteen attachments in it, it's like the attachments are okay, uh, but they're not as good as maybe the attachments in a Stark cohort deck, you know, sure. which are just just really impactful or. Martel attachments, which will remove an icon and properly swing a challenges phase, and and ruin someone's challenge math when they think they know you know you know when uh, they think they've got a challenges phase covered, and then you start removing you know icons and they can't do anything about it. So um, yeah, it didn't feel quite as uh, quite as good as it could have done. The the stupid thing I did was I threw a motley on Renly mm-hmm. and then played patch face out. Too much to everyone's kind of enjoyment that was watching it. So, Patchface was a tricon with insight and renown all of a sudden, which was uh, which was tremendous. So, I won a challenge with Patchface, and uh, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a power challenge or something, uh, because he'd now out his board, and then thought, no, oh, do I cohort or do I not cohort? I could do with a bodyguard for this upcoming uh, for this upcoming valor. I tell you what, I'll scrap the Motley off Renly because he's not going to live for very long, and we'll get a bodyguard on on Mel or whatever. Forgetting, of course, that by doing so, I didn't get the insight or the renown off a of patch face. <laughs> oh dear. 
I know. Oh. I just because I looked at it, I kind of I pointed the patch face and went, "Ins, ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> and Gus just looked at me and went, "Up to you," you know. <laughs> and yeah, I missed an opportunity. It was the better, it was the better play because I knew the valor was coming and it yeah. saved my mail and stuff like that. But uh, it felt like the point of putting patch face on a motley and the thing was to do shit like that. <laughs> so, could you not you win know, a second challenge? Could you have put it off a challenge? Yeah, you know, do you know what? Possibly, I think I could. I think I think I won the next challenge as well, and then yeah. and then kind of went. Yeah, I could have let Patchface have his day, have his card, and have his renown, even though he wouldn't keep it because he wouldn't be surviving through the Valor. Uh, so yeah, so I was still quite nervy playing against Costas because I was pretty sure I was going to get thumped, but I was in that kind of position where I was doing better than I thought I was doing, and so you end up kind of going, oh, oh we'll do this. We'll do, this is the best thing to do. Oh shit! No, it wasn't the best thing to do. Oh well, hopefully I'm still winning, etc., etc. Get a bit panicky, well. Yeah. Um, how were you doing up to that point? Up to up to two oh, zero. Yeah. Uh, I I played against um, Ash Durkin first. He was playing uh, the Free Folk out of Baratheon, so he was the other Barra player, arguably. Um, and it's always yeah. sad yeah. to play a meta mate uh, round one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, although there were quite a lot of London players, so it was quite difficult to avoid that. Um, I was quite lucky in that I managed to mitigate some of the impact turn one. Yeah. So he wasn't able to get off the double military the first two turns, basically. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to... He put down a duped 1-1 one, one, turn one. Oof. I was like, fuck. Right, okay. So <laughs> I, you know... I tried to win the intrigue back. Uh, I tried to keep his board. I was trying to win like as many challenges as possible. Well, obviously, you always try to do that, but <laughs> trying to keep his hands small and get his chuds to mitigate future damage. Mm. Um, and try and set up for a valor. So you know, I was using my Vince on one one to force challenges through. That mm, kind of thing. Nice. nice. Um, and then the turn before I was going to valor, he got a dupe on a grit. So I'm like, right, a grit and one one. Now I can't Valor. <laughs> mm, true. Fucked straight away because he's winning. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely at one challenge with those two, um, yeah. and pretty pretty easily a second one straight afterwards with whatever other icon he has. Um, I was like, okay, uh, change of plan. So when he swung for the military, I started uh, well killing my acolytes of the waves. And huh. uh, using Iron Victory to claim power. Nice. Uh, so there was one <laughs> turn where yeah, I took my last save, which was a dupe off Vic. I was just like, if I, I've got to just push through as much power as possible. So, you know, gave him, I think it was his political disaster turn. So <laughs> where I kept my Iron Victory. Um, <laughs> so he was sending one claim challenges at me so I could, you know, I could deal with that unopposed. Give him, mm. give me as much space to swing back, and just swung back with as much renown and stuff as possible. No, uh, standing, giving Vic renown and all the challenges. Uh, and luckily, I managed to push through to thirteen and then flip heads on spikes. Um, oh. Because if I hadn't, I, I would have gone first that turn. But that was it. Like if I didn't close then before his challenges, that was it. Mm. Like, there was no coming back from it. Um, so it's kind of that decision to switch from planning for the Valor to outright rush from the moment a grit went down, basically. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so luckily that nice. went my way. Uh, nice. I then played against uh, Rowan, 
who was playing right. uh, Stark Banner of the Kraken, which was a updated version of Whammer's Hate deck from the Stockton Regional last year. Horrible so attrition deck. Yeah. Bitch and um, uh, the North Remembers to sack your opponent's locations and cause uh, cause loads of attrition. Uh, mm. In Rowan, one of Rowan's games later, he actually ended the game with his opponent having no cards on the board or in his hand. Hmm. So it <laughs> can definitely be quite brutal now that you can recur your sea your sea bitches with King's Landing. Yeah, um, I've played against Rowan's. I've played with Rowan's deck a couple of times um, a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, so I knew how it worked and what was important, and I was quite lucky in that. I saw you on turn one, and then I won. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'll pillage this." Oh, yeah, another location. Thank you, lovely. Uh, yeah, he's still good. He, could, um, <laughs> he was trying to, you know, he he had a fairly weak setup and was kind of trying to stall until my valor tried to use his sea bitches to use up my iron mines. But I was like, "Nope," but still the sea bit, still the iron mines back with my sea bitch, mm. um, which is always fun. <laughs> uh, and in the end, my valor was really destructive. And yeah. he couldn't build towards a productive one because of my saves and stuff. Yeah. And I had half his locations, which was really nice. Seems good. Yeah. Seems uh, good. So that was me at the end of round two. Yeah. So you were 2 0, and I was 2 0. And I think we were. Did we break for lunch at this point? No, we broke for lunch after that, didn't we? Uh, I can't remember. I think we may have gone for lunch then. I think we may have then gone for lunch. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we did. Both... Yeah, because at lunch we yeah. were talking about how we were both too. Yeah. Yeah, we were, and then of course, you know, sod law being sod law, um, we kind of got back in and uh, we drew against each other, and so we retreated to the nice, comfortable, and cozy uh, back room of the uh, of the underneath the avant-garde. And uh, yeah, we had a game, and we re- we kind of realised that that it had been a long time since we'd actually played physical cards against each other. I'm like, I'm convinced that we haven't played Thrones together mm. since since first edition. I, I don't think, think it we've was ever played physical physical Thrones together in all that yeah. time. I think, and and I could not. I tried my damnedest to kind of prove you wrong, but I, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think it was kind of roundabout when we first met, kind of like uh, in that weekend or a few yeah, years it was like ago. The day after we met was our yeah. first game. <laughs> and then... Yeah, it was indeed. It was the uh, it was the Stockton Regional um, when we played first Ed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that so so that was so so that was fun, especially bearing in mind that that you knew most of the deck certainly. Uh, certainly my deck, and I knew most of your deck. In that, in the I knew everything apart from maybe the kind of Greyjoy stuff that you put in, and even then I knew maybe ninety percent of that. Uh, and you knew most of most of mine, aside from the, the kind of twiddling we'd done with it on the Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So the plotline I think was still the same uh, that as what we'd done with it on the Friday night, and I think all I had really done. Uh, all Ron and I had sat and done is maybe changed out some of the attachments and kind of shuffled that kind of balance a bit. But so we kind of knew maybe ninety five percent of each other's decks, which was which was very funny. And um, I mean, my my main kind of memory of that game 
was the setup. <laughs> because the setup really uh, kind of dictated it, didn't it? It really, <laughs> yeah, it really did. Um, I, I, I drew my, I drew my hand, and I had a bob and a reducer in it, I think. And I thought, well, that seems good. You know, it worked for me game one. Let's, you know, let's get Bob down unduped, but, you know, I could get Bob down turn one. And I looked at the rest of the cards and kind of, and kind of went, you know what? This, hmm, or I could get six cards out, but in the most stupid configuration ever. Uh, do that. <laughs> that seems good. Right? <laughs> let's, let's do that. It'll be funny at the very least. So my six card set, set up ended up being, now let's see if I can remember this. It was a reducer. It was Edric Storm, so that's three. Um, it was it was two copies of Lightbringer attached to Edric Storm, and then I think it was like a Dragonstone Port and a Stormlands Fiefdom. No, it wasn't. It was uh, it was a Great Hall and an Isle, Isle of Ravens because you sacked the Isle of Ravens quite early, if I, I remember. Did, yeah. So I had six cards out, but. Duped Lightbringer on Edric Storm is uh, of no use to anyone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, but yeah, but having said that, refilled my hand and, and we kind of and, and we kind of cracked on. And I remember you saying, uh, "You're going to have to really, really want that cohort trigger if you're going to sack two copies of fucking Lightbringer for it." Um, and you set up fucking King Balon. If I remember, well, if you didn't set him up, you got him out turn one. Yeah. Um. So we both knew King of the North wasn't really going to be a thing. And I ended up getting, I think I got a King out quite early, but I definitely got Justin Massey out quite early. And um, won a challenge, and you had Balon out, and I kind of, I looked at my two copies of Lightbringer and went, well, they're going to have to come off, uh, they're going to have to come off Cedric Storm at some point. Let's make them useful. So I sacked them both for a Strangler <laughs> on your on your Balon. And that seemed to be the most effective thing I could possibly do. It was amazing. And, uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of did the job. I mean, I mean, I did in the midst of play kind of forget your plotline and forgot you had nothing burns like the cold and and and, and things like that. Um, but that I mean, I don't think you played it till maybe turn three or turn four. Um, and when did you valor? Wasn't it quite early? It was turn two. Yeah, I think it was, because Bob was on the table at that point. It was Bob and Justin Massey, yeah. That's right, yeah. Uh, uh, and I couldn't deal with that. that was, yeah. That's... That was not good. <laughs> yeah. No, because well, obviously... it, was, it was Bob and Justin Massey, yeah, but Justin Massey was duped. Justin Massey was duped, and I think I got I got one of the other boys out duped, I think, at some point, um, because the Valor turn was bad, but not the end of the world. I think I still had a couple of characters down, so I still had Massey, and I might have even had... Maybe not Penrose. Maybe I had the the night song at that point, or Mel. Maybe it was Mel. I had someone else duped that was down there. Um, so the valor was kind of yeah, definitely coming because you know Bob runs rampant, um, especially when Justin Ma- Massey wins a challenge and then stands Bob, which is uh, which is fucking amazing. But then yeah, so so you valor to get Bob off the table, um, and the I mean the yeah the. The game seemed pretty even, but I think I was just kind of... I think Massey and uh, Penrose seemed to be doing the job. Uh, and I was just... A, uh, yeah, I just, seemed to be, I just seemed to be grabbing more power than you did. Yeah. I and, didn't have the strength to force through many challenges until I could get the attachment off Balon, 
which is right, ten yeah. and four or something. Um, yeah, I think you won Dom most rounds. No, oh, yeah. But, but because, I mean, Balon wasn't doing anything, but uh, but he was only on one strength when he was on the challenge. Well, obviously, for Dom, he was still you know full strength or whatever, because uh, it didn't really seem any point in him doing anything when he was only on one strength. Yeah, um, while Bob wasn't there, I could uh, I could do the military challenge. Yeah, but then I got... Just well, force I, you to kneel something. Yeah, then I, got <laughs> Sta- then I got Stannis out, if I remember right. Yeah. I think I found and Stannis. And then Balon was completely useless. Yeah, so he well, 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 no, he doesn't really affect Balon, does he? Because he's strength set. Oh, that's true. So, because I thought that in another game later on, I thought, oh, this is grand. Uh, you know, Stannis will fuck up the power challenge even on a strangle, but no, but it doesn't work like that. So, you also knew that um, I had a Valor in my deck and that I basically was going to play at turn seven if we got that far. Mm. So you just had to hang. I remember you saying you just need to hang on for my valor, and that would fucking wipe the board again. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great mm-hmm. for me. Yep. And then I think on turn six I got Bob out again. I think I'd close called him the previous, uh, maybe even that turn. Um, I might have even top deck top decked him. You I did, did a fair you, uh, bit. You drew him the turn you close called him. I remember you That's saying. That's right. Classic. Yeah. Absolutely classic. That happens a lot with Bob. It does. It's always yeah, Bob it, as well. Yeah, I used it used to happen with it used to happen with Mel all the time. Um, when Close Call first came out, I used to do it. Yeah, you do the uh, Close Call Mel in a discard pile draw. If they don't have a winter plot, draw a copy of Mel, play Neil, all good. Um, but I think I top decked Bob like three times that, uh, this weekend. It was uh, it was amazing. He, he he kind of always turned up when he was when he was absolutely needed. And so by getting Bob out, I think I had Bob Stannis, Massey, and Courtney Penrose on the board at that point, and it was all getting a little bit silly. Um, and I don't think you saw, I don't think you saw Asher, I don't think you saw Euron or anything like that. I uh, don't even... No, I didn't really see anything particularly impactful after the Balon, who was neutered for most of it. Yeah, it was. There was, I think I got some challenges off turn one, maybe, yeah. and then um, like halfway through, I got a little bit of use out of him before Stannis came down, but. Not a lot. That's right. Yeah, uh, but I do. Re- <laughs> but I remember you saying so. So yeah, we 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 called it in turn six that uh, um, that yeah that I was going to. I think I was basically going to win before the end of turn six anyway. And, and yeah. so you called it and I won. But I remember you saying that you had a pay the iron price in hand, and that that discarded strangler of mine was going to be going on Bob at some point. <laughs> If it got yeah, it was it was going on that turn because I think he was duped as well, so he would have survived the valor. Oh yeah, he would have done. Yeah. yeah. So you saw three copies, all three copies of Bob. Uh, I did. Yeah. So it's just like this might save me this turn. Yeah. Uh, and then he's probably the only thing plus Greyjoy things left on the table after the valor. Yeah. Uh, and it's game on. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially as I'd have flipped like some like trade routes into it. Um, mm. But alas, it was not to be. As before, it was even relevant to put the strangler on. You had yeah. so much renown on the board. I was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob no, can absolutely. be zero strength, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the moral of that story is that Barrow might not be very good at the moment, but Bob's still a monster. Yeah. He's uh, he 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 does the job. Um. So yeah, I was three nil after lunch. It was uh, absolutely unprecedented. It was um it was fucking great. And so I knew at this point <laughs> that uh. I was kind of heading towards the top table or whatever, and that uh, I was going to either hit a really good Greyjoy deck because I know Essien was doing very well, and uh, one of the Glaswegian players, Sam, was doing very well, 
Um, and my worry was also hitting uh, David Halliday's Martel Wolf, which I've never beaten, and he beats me in every single game we ever play. And he he's very very good at, uh, at that Martel Wolf deck. Um, although I think you did you beat him? Did you beat David? I can't remember I if you beat him. His yeah, losses not... were to Tamas and Isian. And, and to Isian later on, yeah. I, I um, would have enjoyed playing him, though, because uh, I played my fair share of Martel, but also, you know, I got Vince, I got Euron. Yeah. I could do with the Dawn. Dawn's great in Euro, in Greyjoy. Yeah, so is, uh, so is Stark Harrenhal. Yeah. Fantastic, <laughs> Cause I love them. Because he definitely ran that. Um, I ended up playing Tamas next, who was playing Stark Dragon. Um, again, I've never played against Tamas, uh, and so played against his kind of Stark Dragon, which was normal Stark stuff, and with the smattering of usual discard and good economy king stuff of, and Queen's Guard stuff out of, uh, out of Targ. And I ran out of cards, and he didn't, and he I didn't see a character more than cost five, uh, I don't. I think I saw the Bassam Night Song round one, and then I never saw anyone kind of stronger than that the entire game. And yeah, he, he kind of limped towards fifteen power. Kind of uh, when I had, yeah, I just I couldn't really do anything there. And 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 again, there, there was just. I think I did get the red keep out in this game, um, but couldn't uh, couldn't n- not lose a power challenge. I think at that point. So, oh, and then it got frozen solid. That's right. Because he milked, because he was playing three milks and three frozen solids, and uh, so they they wreaked havoc, and I didn't get any. Uh, uh, no, I did. I got my motley onto onto Wyman Mandalay, but then he never did any challenges. He just stood up and dropped, drew cards because that's what he does. So, yeah. so yep, lost to Thomas, um, and yeah, then I had the game of the day, pretty much as far as I'm concerned. Um, a game which I'm still kind of annoyed about, but I cannot uh, I cannot deny it was the most entertaining game that kind of that I'd been involved in that day. Not to take anything away from our game, Dave. That our game was great. But the game I put against uh, Ash, who was playing Barra, fucking Oh no, hang on a minute, I've missed one. Oh. I have missed one. Yes. Because I I had played uh, yeah, of course, because we haven't got to that bit yet. So I played against Sam, who was playing uh, Greyjoy Crossing. Um, I played against Sam before when he used to run uh, the new wall, um, and I, I think I'd beaten him then. Uh, but he's a good player. He's one of the Glaswegian guys, and uh, two of the Glaswegian meta were doing really well. David Haldy was doing really well. Sam Casey was doing really well. So we played against each other. We're both three-one, and I knew he was going. I know he, he was playing Greyjoy Crossing. I knew it was going to be fast. What I wasn't prepared for were three fucking Kraken's grasps. <laughs> dirty, dirty bastard. Um, I I expect one. You know, the cheeky Kraken's grasp is very much, you know, almost the very definition of the word cheeky. I kind of, I, I, I figured he'd have one. I wasn't expecting all three of them. And so every time I defended anything, I kept looking at him going... You got another Kraken's Graph? And he would just look back at me and then go, action. And Kraken's Grasp, my fucking, you know, chud defender. And then he had the seasonal chair out turn one. So all my guys died. All my good guys died. Um, and I couldn't find that 
single copy of Privileged Position that I'd put in the deck as card number 62, which would have been perfect, perfect to cancel that uh, that season on chair. Um, I put up a reasonably good fight against it. I was surprised the game went on for, like, it went on for a good half an hour. Uh, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of did all right because the only really big character he had at all game was Euron. And Euron, if I remember right, by the end of the game, Euron had uh, Poppy on him, a Motley on him, and a Strangler on him. I was not enabling him to do anything at all. Uh, didn't really matter. Really didn't matter at all. He was winning on opposed with his cheeky Kraken's grasps, and uh, yeah, he got to 15 for me. Um, but because he ran a graduated cut, and I was 3-2 at that point, um, I knew I had another game. So oh, I've kind of spoiled <laughs> what that game was, but um, so yourself, so you were two one after after me. I was, yeah, yeah, which must have been demoralising. <laughs> it, it's not so bad. No, we're one one now competitively. That is true. Uh, that is that's true. not what like Jousting Pavilion and A got stats and stuff will show, but <laughs> that's, that's what we know in our hearts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll play a game. In, we'll play a game in third edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was uh, I was two one, very demoralised. Obviously, I played against Costas. Oh, uh, and like you, I, I've got a losing record against Costas. Most Quite people. a considerable one. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I was, as I said, I was trying to um, play with my uh, pay the iron price yeah. and be a bit cheeky with that. But in the end, he just battered me. Oh, oh no! Sorry. I didn't realise it was right. that bad. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't too horrendous, but uh, I didn't I don't think I saw a single intrigue icon. Ah uh, shit! So yeah. uh, he had a Duke Marge on setup, and so it was just you know mm. intrigue unopposed renown. So that's two power every turn that I can do nothing about. Yeah, cohort trigger easy. Um, yeah. So every time I play something decent, it just got milked immediately. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, there wasn't much I could do really. So I was kind of trying to delay it as long as possible and try and force a good reset, but. I couldn't. I was just like, right, if I can time it so that I can kill something of mine, get the milk in his discard pile, put it on Marge, Valor, mm. and it was just. And then by the time I lost my. lost the thing to injury claim, I could never get it back again because he was defending all my challenges. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, no. So there you go. Yeah. So that wasn't, that wasn't particularly pretty. Ouch. Uh, yeah. And then I played against uh, Tav. Oh, right, playing, nice. Uh, Tug Fealty. Proper burn, mm. uh, and turn one he you know marshaled one or two things and then passed with six gold. <laughs> I was just like, oh shit! I wonder who that's for. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so uh, I sat there with like you know loads of gold from my trading turn, thinking about what to do. I thought, well, but what I need to do is I need to know what's in that hand because I'm assuming there's a drogon. I need to know like, how much burn there is. So I newly made lorded his um, flea bottom. Mm-hmm. And then mm, brought the ninety nine Marauders out of shadows. Oh, I excellent! Like, to the very least, I can get uh, I can get all the Drax out of his hand. Yeah. Uh, and he revealed a hand of Drogo, Rose Road, something else, and um, I think there was a Drac in there that I got, mm. and then also two copies of a Dragon is No Slave. Oh. So he was saving them so he could play both of them and recur them because he had Danny and. And dragons. Oh right, yeah. Oh, it's really good to know that they're in his hand. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> that changes my, how I play considerably. So the first <laughs> thing is like, right, Victorian is being played straight away. Yeah. A nice Jesus. big seven, uh, seven strength body. So he proceeded to uh, burn me a bit throughout the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I flipped. Uh, I managed to stop him recurring those events turn one. Mm. So that was really important because, firstly, it kept his hand small, mm. and it meant that he was always gold behind. So he'd wasted that gold. Mm. Uh, he wasted that two gold turn one, and um, if he wanted them back, he had to keep the two gold plus. Hmm. the goal to play them so he was always a bit skint from then on because he didn't have much economy to begin with mm. uh, turn two I flipped heads on spikes um, and hit the Rose Rose rather than the Drogo and I remember I, I slammed my fist on the table in frustration uh, <laughs> and I thought oh, sorry Tab that was probably a bit much he's like I understand <laughs> <laughs> of course he does when get it <laughs> even he gets um, that yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the next turn he had a similar moment in return where it was obvious that he was going to Valor, and I had no saves, so I flipped uh, um, You Win or You Die and Top Decked to Risen. Oh! Like, oh, yeah. It's oh, I think three. I had one save, and uh, it turned into two. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. So uh, mm. we were both frustrated by the plot phase random draw. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was that was game over pretty much. He had a yeah. Danny and a Viserys by the end of marshalling, so the two clay military wiped them, wiped his hand, <laughs> start taking his power, and jobs are good and really from there. Fantastic. Even with no cards in my hand at the end of the turn. Mm. Um, yeah, so I was 3 1, which was enough for the graduated cut. 3 2, yeah. yeah. 3 2. 3 2, yeah. So, so, yeah. so we both played the graduate, uh, graduate cut, and they gave out some prizes for kind of best of house. And because there's some justice in the world, I won Best of House uh, as the best batter player. And the oh, other no. batter player, who was uh, uh, Ash playing Free Folk, did not win Best of House because they didn't deserve to win Best of House. No, you know, no, no, uh, nothing against Ash, but I think wasn't you playing was ahead of him anyway, right? You'd like I mean, I was. <laughs> I mean, I was. <laughs> justice, with, justice was served, right? <laughs> the I, who, I can't remember who was playing Lanny. Was it uh, was it Florian? Maybe Florian was playing Lanny no, Free Folk. Florian playing Greyjoy. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, it was it playing Lanny Free Folk. It was... Malachy Clark. Oh, it was Malachy. Yeah, yeah. Malachy played Lanny Free Folk. And even though he was right far down, he was the only player playing Lanny. So he won kind of uh, the uh, little best of house prizes, which were uh, a kind of lo- uh, a big piece of artwork from the house cards and uh, some interesting kind of house-specific suites. Which reminds me, you have my Barra house card. I do, that's right, because I used it the next day. Yeah, I'll get that to you, send you it down or something like that. Um, I'm not in a... I can wait. Yeah, I figured I figured you probably got some. Send it back right? to Vince at Starlet. Yeah, okay, I'll do that, absolutely. So the the the, the little sweets that came with the the, the, the kind of artwork, um, Brian won Best Targ, which was great, um, even though his his... Uh, the achievement he was trying to do uh, all day was just to remember to bring a card out of Shadows, which was hilarious. But he, I think he eventually did on on like game five, 
where he stood up and and he went, I brought a card out of shadows because he kept putting them in and forgetting them they were there. But he <laughs> but 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 he won best targ of the day, and he, and he got like a bag of like anise like hot like gobstopper kind of aniseedy sweets because they were hot burned targ. Mm. Uh, for some reason, the better ones were bananas. Um, which was funny, but I guess it's better than onions, which was the only batter-related kind of fruit or vegetable we could really think of. Yeah. Um, not that they gave the you know Costas, who was best Tyrell player, not that they gave him like a you know a big bag of peaches or anything like that, but there was some there was some sweets, and uh, it was nice to get little prizes and that. And then we played the graduate cup, and as I've already kind of spoiled because I kind of got ahead of myself, um, the two batter players were up against each other, so it was me uh, versus Ash. Who was playing uh, a dirty, a dirty brown card deck? <laughs> playing uh, dirty brown cards and he's not even four. a beginner. No, well, he's not. No, exactly. And that game was absolutely hilarious and really, really entertaining. Um, I was, I was pretty much terrified because I really didn't think my deck could stand up to really heavy aggro, and. He, he he only he only had chuds on the board for the first kind of round or two, and that deck takes a couple of rounds to get going because he plays winter reserves and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't get he doesn't get a claim to until turn two. He um, didn't play winter reserves against me. Not at all. Did he change his plot deck or? No, I don't think. Or did don't he think just so. open more aggressively? I think the the one one uh, the yeah. one one grit in hand turn one with the goal to play it was probably just. Uh, I, a good yeah. enough opener. I, I think I seem it. I seem to remember him kind of moaning like he mulliganed, and I remember him moaning even more when he drew into his second hand, <laughs> kind of going, "Oh God, this is awful." So I think he kind of knew yeah he was having a slow start, so there was no point wasting a claim two turn uh, like round one, and I didn't have the greatest setup. Um, not that I can remember what it was, but um, I think the only location he saw all game. Um, Aside from, I think he saw a King's Road here and there, but the only location that stayed on the table was a Frozen Shore, which is pretty good, right? <laughs> frozen mm. Shore does the job. Um, but that game was just fucking ridiculous. I mean, it it it, it dragged on a bit um, for for <laughs> for reasons that I'll get to. Um, but I was doing reasonably well. He couldn't really hold on to power, uh, and because he didn't really have many big kind of characters. Um, but because I was in the lead, his fucking young spearwives had stealth the whole time. <laughs> um, if you've got, if they've got less power in their house, then they get stealth. So he had a little kind of, a little monocon military chud with stealth. And that's enough to push through a fucking military against, you know, against Baron most of the time, unless you can find fucking Davos. And I don't think I found Davos at all. Um, so he didn't really get anything big down uh, at all until uh, oh no he got rattle shirt down and I had a strangler in hand and start just just marshaled the strangler on him um, which ironically doesn't really do much <laughs> it just means he doesn't win by you know win by five or anything if he's got like superior claim because I still can't defend it I would have been better putting the fucking strangler on one of my characters. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least I could defend it. Oh, so I put a strangler on him, and I got. I think I got a little bit of Neil going because I got. That's it. I got King Stannis out, and because I get one in Dom, I kept Rattleshirt and Elt for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to about maybe eight power, um, but his fucking young spearwife was still on the board, 
And then what basically happened was I ran out of cards and he ran out of cards and then we cleared the board. And so we sat there with, I had two locations, he had one location. We had no characters on the board and neither of us had any cards in hand, um, which was, you know, hilarious. He then plays you when you die, because of course he does, because he gets some cards, um, draws into shit. I put, I think I got a character down. He only needs one character down, um, goes first, wipes the board again. Uh, he discards all his cards because it's you win or you die. I've got no cards left in my hand. All my guys are dead. Another round, nothing on the board at all. So we're both top decking everything at this point. Um, but I've still got more power than him. And it's kind of inching on until time. Um, I couldn't, there were people kind of blocking the clock, so I couldn't see how long it was going left. But I was just kind of, I was holding on by my fucking fingernails at this point. And the key turn of the fucking game was, uh, I think I might, I don't even think I needed to Valor because we got to like turn, turn, it went to about nine or ten plots, I think, at this point. Uh, and, you know, King of the North didn't really do anything because nobody was really triggering anything at this point. He could still trigger his agenda if he wanted to. I was beginning to mourn the, the loss of the one copy of Old Bill Bone that I was going to put in the deck and it never did. <laughs> um, but then we drew our two cards. I drew my two cards, he drew his two cards. Um, we had no, no cards in our hand. We had nothing on the table. He drew two cards. I wasn't sure what they were. I drew two cards, and there were two copies of Robert Baratheon. And I thought, oh, that's that's fucking perfect. Bob's been Bob's been just great for me all day. Um, I tell a lie. He had a Rattleshirt Raiders on the table. So I'm thinking, this is exactly what I need. I need a character with a dupe on it because doesn't matter if he's got fucking 10 claim i can only take one off for this and i can defend one of the challenges as well and he was he was going first so he passes his marshalling and there's a route shirt raiders on the table on his side and there's a duped bob on my side and i'm thinking um this is looking all right i think at which point he plays last of the giants and brings in magna mighty <laughs> it was just exactly what he fucking needed <laughs> um, because it's not it, it's not the strength he was going to win a, he was probably going to win a military anyway because I was going to let that I would let that go um, and then hit back with the power challenge on the you know uh, uh, with the duper bob but another kill effect is what did it so he brings in he brings in Magnemite um, has a kind of panic about how the Magnemite trigger works if Mag's maybe not on the board so because Mag was going at the end of the phase anyway because the last of the giants um, and he thought that if he killed Mag for Mag's effect, that I wouldn't have to kill on my side, which isn't strictly true. But I mean, it didn't kind of, it didn't really matter. So what he did is he 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 went for the military, he won the military, he triggered Mag, I killed, I saved Rob with the dupe, I then had to, you know, had to take Rob as the as the uh, as the other. He then killed his Rattleshirt Raiders for he killed Rattleshirt Raiders for the Mag effect and then Mag disappeared at the end of the round, which he didn't have to but at that point um, I was kind of totally out of options. Um, then I, th I think that might have been actually when we turned into plot 8 and he played you when you die again so he could draw some cards um, and then he started to kind of refill the board again and he managed to get out another young Spearwife and he got the King Beyond the Wall attachment out which, and, which it just meant that being ahead for the whole game just destroyed me mm -hmm. 
you know, being ahead meant he got stealth. Being ahead meant that his final challenge of the of the day, which was his power challenge, was a three claim against me. Um, <laughs> at which point, at, at which point, I just shook his hand and he just kind of, you know, exhaled and was like, "Fucking hell, that was a you know, that was it was it was quite a game." And of course, at that point, there were like eight or nine people standing around us because we were the last people playing. Um, so yeah, so the dream was over, but uh, <laughs> but it would it that that game in particular had been quite funny. Um, I, that I, that deck just needs some fucking draw, and I think even if I had the fucking red keep out, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't. He kept going in for intrigue to wipe my hand, and so he'd do a mill and then do an intrigue and a mill off that. Um, and I wonder if he would have done power instead of intrigue if the red keep had been out. And if he had, then I would have kept the cards in my hand anyway. So I might have had a card advantage if I did the red keep out, but uh, alas, no. But that game. Just to finish on that, is the one game I managed to trigger privileged position because <laughs> I got to cancel his frozen sh- one of his frozen shore triggers at my one of my last kind of um, last hurrahs of the game. It was like just before you do that, privileged position. <laughs> and he's like, okay then, well you're still dead. Well, yeah, I was. And so alas, that was that. Um, deck went three three, which I didn't think was bad. Burnham would can put together put it together less than twenty four hours before. And uh, yeah, good crack. Um, well done, Ash. Um, we'll meet again. <laughs> and, don't, <laughs> and don't play free folk this time, you bugger. Uh, you don't need beginner's cards. Um, how was your graduate cut game then? Uh, my graduated cut game was fun. Um, I played against uh, David Comerford. So uh, in a nice little rules? mirror, I got to play Ash's uh, boyfriend. Hey, of course. So uh, that was quite good. Yeah. Um, and he was playing Greyjoy, so at least whoever won, there was a Greyjoy player in London. Yeah. Uh, a David playing Greyjoy from London in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. quite good. Um, if that's what you're after, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was kind of a strange game. Um, we both had Euro on turn one, but he had a much bigger, scarier board um, with Dagmar as well. Mm. Uh and uh, we kind of I didn't have any saves on the board he did so mm-hmm. he went for a turn 2 Valor whereas I went for heads on spikes um, made myself first and picked the Risen in his <sighs> hand so I was like oh that's so beautiful. nice beautiful. Yeah, uh, which meant he couldn't keep Dagmar and could only keep Euron so mm-hmm. whilst my board was wiped it wasn't anywhere near as one sided as it could have been Yeah, um, I played out characters with claim <laughs> and he didn't have enough gold to play anything substantial so um Euron died to claim yeah he does that great yeah <laughs> yeah so uh that would have been very different if i had picked any one of his other three or four cards hmm. uh but there you go so i've been very lucky with my plots and risen for the last two rounds mm. uh then Basically, at, at one point, it turned out that I had the 99 Marauders, mm-hmm. the Reducer Chud, and Vince on the board. And that, that was my entire board. And I drew 14 cards from that point, and drew the 14th card was an Acolyte of the Waves, and nothing else was a character. Fucking hell. So I was burning through Iron Mines on my Chuds and... Uh, <laughs> and uh, recycling Vince's to get extra challenges and stuff. 
Um, but luckily, David kept drawing things that were too expensive to get any sort of board out. Mm. So they weren't big enough to defend military challenges on their own, but they were too expensive to get them and chuds, that kind of thing. Um, so I was able to do... I was just keep making myself first, make all my challenges, and he might make one back. Um, so, yeah, despite drawing, yeah, from counting coppers, you win or you die, and then regular draw in three phases. Wow. Uh, I got, got one character, but luckily by that point I was so far ahead that it was okay and I could just close. You know why that... Really you know, you know what? You know why that happened, right? Why? Too many boats. Yeah. Too many boats. That's very true. Definitely too <laughs> yeah. many boats. Too many boats. Um, and there was one instance. I kept drawing uh, uh, the King of the Isles with no Ironborn, which is quite frustrating. Because mm. um, it came back to hand on, uh, on the Valor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it had to go to reserve on my you win or you die turn. And then I immediately drew it again the next turn. I was like, I don't need you. <laughs> I have no ironborn. I have no ironborn cards. Oh, the attachment. Right. I said, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of strange, but it was a good game. I won in the end. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I went on to the top eight, which was the next morning, because sadly we uh, decided to um, decided to postpone the top eight. Yeah, that's. I mean, there were. Uh, it's fair enough. Yeah, there were. There was a couple of Glasgow players, so it, you know, there's a couple of Glasgow players that had other shit to do. I think, um, which uh, which is fair, and also very good because, um, you know, you want local players to kind of do reasonably well at their local kind of event, or whatever. So there were two Glasgow players going into the top eight, and uh, so we went to Spoons and uh, uh, other places instead, and then came back the next day. I uh, saw the big table. We did see the big table. Jesus Christ, that table. We went, <laughs> yeah, we went to, uh, um, ostensibly we went to the polo lounge, but we didn't really go, I think the polo lounge proper is the kind of club bit downstairs, which is like this massive kind of townhouse venue kind of thing in Glasgow. Uh, and we went wandering around this kind of venue. It was reasonably early. It was, I think you got in free if you got in before 11 o'clock and found the biggest table I've ever possibly ever seen in my life. It was like a massive kind of like diplomats kind of stately home table that easily sat, what, what did we count? 16 round it maybe? Seven aside and a chair at each end? Something like uh, that. Possibly even slightly longer. Yeah. I think you might remember. Yeah, it was like seven or eight on each side and there was no one sitting at it. So it was one of those, uh, uh, can, can we just go and sit at that table? Yeah. And and, and put the world, world to rights and like push... Uh, push like figures of armies kind of across the table with like long sticks and and pretend we're you know it was, yeah it was crazy it was it was too big to know when, know what to do with really I mean everyone else, you know it, <laughs> it was, was a bit overwhelming wasn't it it was, it was there's such <laughs> a thing as leave. Too, there's, yeah there's such a thing as too big a table I think we felt kind of uh, I felt a bit inadequate at it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> kind of got a drink sat down kind of you know had a bit of a chat had a bit of a chat with Calvin when he came over and then kind of went. We just can't use this table in the way in which it should be used. So we can went back and sat with the others at that point. Didn't bring an agenda, so I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then we had to we had to crash back to uh, to Edinburgh and then return to Glasgow the next day. Uh, when you cracked on in the top eight, where did that go? Uh, top eight went pretty well. Mm. I played against Tamas. I was giving him the evil eyes during while we sat at Spoons. 
<laughs> so I'm going to get you, Talas. I'm going to get you. And then I got then, him. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, he, he, he fell asleep in the spoons as well, it's worth mentioning. So, he did. You know, that was quite it'd been a long day. He had to play against me. I mean, I get it, you know. <laughs> um, the key, key bits for that, um, he had, you know, Eddard and Cat and Winterfell, which all seemed quite scary. But I just, you know, played some things, uh, let him do what he felt was appropriate, and then just valid him. That's how it goes. Just follow, <laughs> It's a card. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he was like, I had no dupes for bodyguard. I was like, no. Yeah. What do you want me to say? <laughs> what... Um The turn before I did Heads on Spikes is Rob, which was quite funny. On the Withering Cold turn. Ooh. Uh, which was pretty amusing, but it wouldn't have made a difference because <laughs> he would have just got valid. Uh. So, yeah. So at the end, it was basically just uh, Wyman Mandley versus the world. Mm. And uh, that is not enough. Not really. However good he is, if you don't have all the board to sacrifice to stand him, mm. there's only so much you can do. I looked across. Uh, at, so that was quite brutal. Yeah, I looked across at one point, and it did seem pretty brutal. It seemed quite short and uh, short and sweet, really. Yeah, so I could quite happily done that the day before. Yeah, tell me, but I fucking uh, wish I'd done that the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, no. Um. Uh, then I then I played against um, uh, Sam Casey, who's playing Greyjoy Crossing. Yeah. Uh, I kind of misplayed a bit against Sam. There's a couple of instances. I deliberately defended to draw out the Kraken's grasps early to try and get his hand down so I could head on spikes and stuff. Nice. Um, which was fine. But he followed it up with a um, We Do Not Sew which I wasn't expecting at the same huh. time, which I probably should have been, um, to get rid of the one boat I had, Ouch. so that suddenly uh, the Intimidate coming in from his Vic was a lot scarier, because my Vic was going to go down unless I defended, and then you mm -hmm. know, I'm losing so much tempo. Uh, so losing my boat was just like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. um, turn two, in comes the second we do not sell my iron mines. Uh, and I was like, well, that's bad news. Ouch. Um, and during this time, I'm racking up quite a lot of power because I've got uh, Euron and the... Um, sorry, Balon and the attachment on him. Mm, nice. Yeah. So I've got all three of my boys. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he's got the attachment on him. So he's racking up a lot of power from pillaging the top of Sam's deck and hitting all his locations because he's running King's Landing. Yeah, he was running uh, King's Landing. Mines as yeah. like a little bit of a backup against other rush decks so he can yeah. play a longer game. Um, so I was pillaging quite a lot of things but I had to take, because I had no boats, I had to take a, uh, an Iron Fleet Scout at one point yeah. quite early. Really, I could have done with some like King's Road or something. Yeah. Um, and then, because he had got rid of my Iron Mines, he valid, I had basically no board. Um, and then it was just kind of a slow, like, I've not really got any economy, so it's very difficult to kind of play much out. I didn't draw anything useful on the valid. I, I flipped into you when you died to try and get a, uh, a risen. Mm. Didn't. My stuff died. And then couldn't, uh, you know, I then also drew all my expensive characters hmm. that weren't already dead. And I was like, all right, I can't, I can only play one of these. So, um, it was just kind of, you know, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, <laughs> along with some 
strange plays by me. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, yeah, and then uh, when I brought the 99 Marauders out towards the end of the game, I was like, oh, well, I really want to say seven because uh, <laughs> I want to get the Euron out of his hand, if yeah. he has a Euron, but there isn't a seven in the discard pile. Yeah, so. Uh, so I'll say something else, and then he reveals his hand, I discard nothing, and there's two Eurons in there. I was like, ah! if only one of those is in the discard pile, then I might be able to bring this game back, because, you, you know, I yeah. I'd made some progress on my Valor turn. If only I could keep up the, the pressure, but no, the duped Euron that then followed was uh, was just too much. Mm. So well played to him. Yeah, no, that's fine. Right. To, uh, to lose 2-1 to Issian in the final. Yeah, it was a good it was a good deck, uh, Sam's, because uh, initially you don't think something like King's Landing would fit in a kind of Greyjoy Crossing deck because you know it's it's too big a location for a, you know a fast deck like that. But um, it meant it had kind of uh, staying power, I think, against other kind of aggro decks um, because he also, of course, beat uh, Ashes Free Folk deck. Um, although I didn't realise that until after I'd already congratulated Ash for beating Sam and went over and kind of shook Ash's hand and went, you know, well done and, and uh, et cetera. And he was looking kind of exasperated. And I, I kind of thought, ah, he's, he's a bit down. Bearing in mind, he's, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, he's through to the kind of final or whatever. Uh, oh, well, you know, fair enough. Um, uh, I'm not going to be too complimentary. He beat me yesterday, but fair enough. So I went over to Sam to kind of, uh, to, to kind of say congratulations and commiserations. And he went, what are you talking about? I won. And I immediately kind of went, oh shit. So I've just, I need to... Oh, fucking bollocks. Um, yeah, completely misread the situation. <laughs> I kind of thought that, uh, thought that Ash had beaten him, but no, Sam uh, Sam clawed it back against Ash as well. And uh, So yeah, the, the, the King's Landing in that seemed to seemed to do the job. And I mean, I guess against Ash, him re, kind of uh, recycling his iron mines was probably kept, you know, kept him aboard against uh, that kind of aggro, so uh, did the job. And yeah, so he made it to the final. So we had we had two Glaswegians in the top four, which was great. I was um, I was quite pleased. And I think Glaswegians are quite pleased. David Halliday made the top four as well. Um, but all crumbled to the might of Issian, um, for better or for worse. So his uh, his great job fealty deck won the day in the end. He was he was bouncing in pinches of powder left, right, and centre to. Uh, Return things to hand. Raiders from Pike were enabling him to ambush them in for nothing, and uh, uh, yeah, real well played. Went undefeated the whole day, and uh, yeah, gets a uh, gets a buy at Starlight now. Cheeky champions breakfast. So Greyjoy are good now. Yeah, seems like Greyjoy are pretty good, mm, and and yeah, uh, felt like Greyjoy. Yeah, felt like Greyjoy were pretty good. Um, the yeah, like I said, that Grigio crossing deck was nice. Issyan plays Grigio all the time. It's it's no surprise when you play against Issyan that Grigio are good. You know, Issyan makes Grigio good anyway. But the other decks like your boat's deck and Sam's crossing deck, uh, obviously the Kraken banner in Rowan's deck, um, and the other like uh, Carver was playing Grigio as well, all performed really fucking well that day. Um, what I want to know is if any of them were running Dragon Binders. Um, Helen, Helen was. Don't think she ever got to use it. But <laughs> was. I'm not sure anyone else was. Yeah. I was humming and hawing over it, but not in the end. It would have been funny against Tav. Yeah. <laughs> but alas. <laughs> yeah. And Helen's deck kind of crapped out on her a little bit during the day as well. Yeah, um, times apparently. 
Sorry? Multiple times, right? Yeah, it, it was like like through no fault of her own. That, that Her deck had regularly been thumping me all week while I was trying to figure out what deck to play. And every deck I kind of picked and went, oh, I'm going to try this. And she just thumped me. And oh, I'll try this one. She thumped me again. Even when Rowan picked up her deck and went, oh, OK, I'll give you a game again against this. He thumped me with her deck. And then it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those unfortunate. She got to a tournament and then just drew new character, drew no characters. Or the next game, she drew no locations of any kind. And um, then she did get a proper game in. I think you know the penultimate game of the day. She got a, a, a game in and was like, "Oh, good. At least I'm getting a game out of it." And then the last game, she got a buy and was kind of like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> and then never bothered, never bothered coming back for the next day. So I kind of understand why. Yeah, understand why that's the case. Um, so yeah, well done, Isian, and thanks to the guys for arranging Siege of Winterfell. I mean, we we also played a little bit of first ed on the on the Sunday. Um, the less Friday. Uh, yeah, that's true on the Friday. Yeah, I mean, the less said about my uh, first ed games, the better, really. Um, uh, I I played three games. I lost my first game in what appeared. To like a mirror match because it was Battle Black it was against Battle Knights but uh, Voita beat me pretty much turn three I think mm-hmm. and he nearly won turn one just because he got all his renowned guys out uh, and, and was kind of like oh this deck's quite fast I went yeah it fucking is so I thought fuck this um, so I got a couple of Mel's favours out of the hold and uh, um, done something I don't think I've ever done before which is uh, I, I Mel's favoured Mel twice which oh, is nice. thematically odd but it meant that <laughs> it meant he wasn't getting you know double fucking for every unopposed uh well for his uh unopposed intrigue and unopposed power and double for dominance or anything like that but i couldn't uh i couldn't stop the rush of that uh i put it against uh i put it against josh who was playing great black sales and got 14 power and still lost <sighs> fucking deck just needs i think we said it needs either uh, it needs a cheeky uh, Shadows Queen of Thorns in it. Or what would be much better would be a cheeky fortified position to go digging for and then just thonk that down on the table and go, oh, well, it looks like I've won after all. Yeah, fortified position. position yeah. Fortified position. Gotta got love it. For those. Uh, formal position. <coughs> formal, not fortified position. Um, for uh, those uninitiated, um, the formal position is a three cost attachment from first edition that you attach to your house card. And it just says on it, you need two less power to win the game. So all you do is go searching for that. <clears throat> when you're on 13, attach that to your house card and you've won. Um, it's quite dirty. And Hooray. I think Great card. Yeah. I think uh, I think every Black Sails deck should probably have one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got to 14, couldn't claw it back. Then I played against uh, I played against Rowan, which was hilarious because he had to get up and leave the table um, at one point to calm down because I kept stealing all his shit. Uh, <laughs> um and if ever there was a pot call in the kettle black, Mr. Rowan Gavin, and I know you're listening, it's <laughs> that man being annoyed at another player's bullshit in his deck. <laughs> but he was furious. He was properly furious. And the reason that I kept stealing his shit was because my deck and hold split was terrible in that all my good stuff was in my hold. And the only things I kept drawing were shitty characters and all my steely events. Mm. So for the first couple of rounds... Um, you know, I had two seductive promises in my hand. I had a couple of support, uh, support of the kingdoms. So I kept nicking all his stuff, and he was getting really fucking furious at me stealing all his stuff. And I think I got the, I think I got the thirteen. Um, 
didn't matter. Then I just crumbled and he started stealing my stuff and uh, his bullshit overtook my bullshit. Uh, at which point I think I just kind of gave him the game and just kind of went, look, look your bullshit will always uh, supersede my bullshit. So don't you ever complain again. <laughs> and kind of, <laughs> and kind, of hand, kind of gave it to him. And uh, uh, did you get did you get any first ed games in? I think you got one or two, right? I did, yeah. Um, in the run up to the tournament, I wasn't really sure what I was going to play. Whether it would be the classic Door and Solar, mm. or whether I'll play a Greyjoy Black Sails in honour of uh, in honour of Peel, I guess. Mm. Now he's deceased, possibly. Of course. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, just felt like playing his ridiculously not big 90 card black sail deck uh, um, and uh, I played that once against or you know my approximation of it against uh, Voita who was playing the knight's deck mm. and lost because yeah. I made a silly mistake and I was like oh well that's frustrating I'm going to play the Doran Solar deck uh, and I played that against Voita and battered him yeah. I was like well this is much better <laughs> um, <laughs> much more satisfying I love playing this deck uh, but then when I got to um, Glasgow, no, sorry, Edinburgh. Oh, I've yeah. done it again. I'm just so bad. When I'll I got to Edinburgh, it, I'll let it go. Yeah, I played. Uh, I played against Rowan, and uh, absolutely brutalised him with the Black Sails deck. Just so much claim and so much pressure. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, it's pretty, pretty satisfying, pretty satisfying. And then he played the Varus deck against it. Oh my god, I've forgotten all about this. Yeah, and although he made some mistakes, I won. That's... So that's the first thing I'm aware of that's beaten the Varus deck. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I, I tell. So what's good against it? Cancel and cancel. You can search for and cancel that stands your blokes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's you know you you shouldn't underplay this. This this is pretty monu fucking mental, right? Beating that Varus deck, which has you know every time it gets played, everyone sits and goes, oh god, what can beat it? And starts thinking about what can what can beat it, and then every time they try, it wins again. It win, and, and it wins again. And as you say, you know, Rowan maybe didn't play it to the best of his ability, whatever. But um, but yeah, he it, it, it was clawing it back. But um, it was a pretty decent victory, I thought. And so yeah, I think that I mean, you know, congratulations on the one hand, um, but also you know, uh, it took fucking long enough. <laughs> you know, but but no no I wouldn't kind of underestimate that that's a that's a fairly decent uh, um, that's a fairly decent outcome even though it meant nothing because it was a kitchen table game at, mid- at midnight it's still you know it's beatable you've done it yeah. you know achievement unlocked hey um yeah so I figured well now I have to play Greyjoy all weekend <laughs> yeah so I took the Black Sails deck on the Sunday um but obviously I was playing the top eight so Josh played my first game mm-hmm. well he's in he's in Justin Pavilion as Josh so yeah. Josh played uh, lost then he played against you yeah and won <laughs> and won and he was complaining because all the bullshit was in his deck and all the efficiency was in his hold so he was drawing <laughs> like Horn of Dragons um, and First Ranger but not Igrit who was in the hold mm-hmm. and all this nonsense um, and yeah he stalled it out until he valid like turn 6 didn't he yeah and then managed to claw it back. He was just putting together a board that could stall you and that he could save appropriate things. Yeah. Just um, couldn't fucking close. I mean, on, on, on 14 as well, it was, it, was, it was kind of ridiculous. And, and it's it's easily not the first time that's happened. It, it gets... It's not like a... It's not like a Knight's Desk deck which rushes and then just rushes again. It, 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 it just 
yeah, just always gets really fucking close. So it needs a closer. And so, yeah, so Josh got that, definitely. Um, yeah, so before that game, we had uh, rock, paper, scissors t- as to who was going to play that game and who would play the next game. Mm. Uh, so he headed off. Or, well, or what? I can't remember. Um, and uh, I played against Evan, mm. who was playing Baronites. Mm. Uh, and it seemed to go quite well to begin with. Like, I put a pressure on him. I searched for uh, Theon, turn two. I had my Wendermere, which was great. And then he cold hands my Wendermere. <laughs> I was like, well, that's bad news because that means I now have no saves on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he might be running Valor. Um, he probably is running Valor, but he might Aftermath. Yeah, Aftermath is a usual one on that, but sometimes Valor, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah. And then when it got to the plot phase, I was just like, right, I think he's going to Aftermath. He's probably mm-hmm. not got Valor. So I've flipped forgotten plans mm. to blank his aftermath, mm. and he flipped Valor, and I was <laughs> like, and then he was just like, I told you earlier I had Valor, because like, mm. <laughs> we had discussed the differences in plots between his and Voiter's deck. <laughs> oh yeah, of course you did. You Valor. Um, so all my most of my characters died. I tried to save my King Balon's host, yeah, which is the most wow. ridiculous of all the cards. Wow. Um, with a risen, but he had he had the uh, paper shield to cancel it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you can't play that because of Baylor Blacktide, who's uh, still in play. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And so he rolled to Creed it instead, and I was like, well, that's just. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> Who plays Royal Decree? People shoot and roll Decree, nice. Yeah, but I don't know, it does because it just takes the power strip back off you that day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, that's frustrating. So I ended uh, So I ended the When Revealed with just Wendermere, who came back from the Cold Hands. Mm. And then because he had previously flipped Taken Captive, I ended the plot phase with no characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah. then I saw no, no naval icons for like three turns, except the one which only works when I have more locations, and I didn't have more locations. Ouch. So that went how you'd expect, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think... So uh, I really wish I hadn't fished out Theon from the hold. Yeah. Um, I definitely should have left that and got a naval character later, but... I think Voita so good at the beginning of turn two. I think Voita beat Evan as well. Like it was Baron Knights against Baron Knights. Yeah. I think Voita did it. You know, having only played that deck once, <laughs> well, and yeah, that was the game that he beat me, and then he beat Evan. <laughs> oh, he played it once at the cross keys as well. Oh, I see. Okay, then fair enough. Yeah. Oh no, twice at the cross keys. So yeah. No, he was slow playing me then because he was he was reading every card very carefully as if he didn't know he didn't know what they did. Fast. <laughs> he definitely knew everything after two games. Yeah. <laughs> He did. Uh, I mean, he did kind of fuck up in that uh, he brought a Knight of Flowers out of Shadows to the Shadows Knight of Flowers brought out to save one of his uniques, um, and that involves chucking a card out of your hand. Um, but he had the Laughing Storm out, so he couldn't do that. He could, yeah. yeah but and we didn't we didn't realize it until the, like the end of the round when it got to dominance. He was like, I don't think I could have done that. And I'm, and 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 me thinking that this was the first time he played this deck, I was like, oh, it's fine, it's absolutely fine. You know, we you know we all make, make mistakes. I didn't see it either. Carry on. And then he battered me. <laughs> last time I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, DQ'd then, mate. So sympathetic, yeah. yeah. Cheating bastard. Yeah, cheating bastard. There was something else he did as well that I don't think he could have done. It didn't matter. He won comprehensively, so it's fine. Yeah, he tried to cheat against me when he was playing it as well, twice. Dirty. Dirty. Got, got his number. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
And by cheat, yeah. I definitely mean misunderstand the first edition rules. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you can you can yeah. you can play dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so unsurprisingly, Costas won the uh, first edition um, with his Stark Lanny deck. But no, or Lanny Stark deck. I can never remember which way it goes. I think it's Lannister Conquest Stark, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, and he went three 0 and won that. And. Uh, um, and that's what he did at Starlight last year as well. He went like five nil, I think, with that as well. So, so yes, I was at the receiving end of a a very tripped Rob oh, last year at Starlight, and it was very depressing. Nasty, yeah. He said he said those games. I'd finally planned on how to get rid of it. He played Northern Patriarch, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, uh, bugger. Now I'm done. That is a card. That was a card. Yeah, good weekend. Good laugh. Um, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you headed home from Glasgow, Rowan stayed with us for uh, another night, and we had a lovely game of Brass Lancashire on the Sunday night, which uh, uh, Helen won comprehensively. <laughs> it was disappointing for everyone involved. Oh. Uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, all good. Um, and that's all, that's all the road to Starlex, right? Or is there... Uh, yeah, that was the weekend there was, and that was the road to Starlex that was. Mm. So they're all done. And Great. Yeah, good on them. So the then the, yeah, I guess the next biggies. Is there anything between now and Starlight? I mean, I know there is for Americans and stuff. They've got their Thrones Tober Fest stuff that goes on this weekend, and uh, but I can't for the life of me remember if there's anything between now and Starlight. Now it's just kind of everyone uh, holding on to find out what's going to be legal for Starlight and what isn't. There is Nordic Championships. Ooh. In the next two weeks or so. Right. Okay. Uh, there's Worlds. Ah, there Two is a weeks. there is a little thing called Worlds, isn't there? Yeah, yeah I guess that's a thing. Um, suppose. Yeah, there's uh, Battles of Summer Hall uh, on the twenty seventh mm. in Aldershot. Mm. If people obviously you don't want to come to Aldershot, but if you want to play Thrones, you can come to Aldershot. Um, there's if anyone's in London this weekend, there's an intro tournament on the twenty first at Darksphere. Mm. Bring a friend. Every new player leaves with a mat. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. So when I said there were no tournaments between now and Starlight, I was talking out of my arse. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. That's about right. But there's no like big tournaments. For no. Us. No. There's the the little thing in in Minnesota, which I imagine is a is, is a thing, and uh, obviously there's there's some Brits flying off to that. So best of luck to uh, all of those that are heading over there to uh, to Joe and to Wama and to assorted others who haven't won you know nationals or europeans or anything but are going over there to to play anyway so uh enjoy gabby and keb and to go yeah that's on oh, darren and darren yeah, is heading over there as well yeah again all these uh, these other incidental people not not the champions you know it's the champions that we're interested in you know they're the people that you know they're the ones that will, that, that will um oh that actually that reminds me um if you remember last year we did our alternative commentary for Worlds mm-hmm. um, when we hijacked the World stream via a certain Ben Davy, and his uh, YouTube got banned, and his uh, Night of the Blackwater <laughs> channel got banned for um, three weeks, three months. Can't remember something what. like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, because we hijacked the, uh, the the channel for good reason, for you know philanthropic reasons to kind of you know to 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 give the audience what they wanted. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Ben's back in the game now, so we just need to suggest that he do that again. Great. 
And so we'll have a cheeky word with him. And I'm sure he'll be really, he'll be absolutely fine about... So send Ben Davy a message and uh, yeah. to tell him that you want us to crash his stream again. Yeah. Jobs are good. And then, and so if we do it, if, if, as long as everyone remains kind of quite quiet about it and doesn't let YouTube know, everything will be absolutely fine. Ben will be right into it. It'll be fine. That and I mean, you know, all joking aside, that would be fucking great. But I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure if anyone's going to legitimately enable us to do it this year. Uh, but yeah, good luck, at worlds, etc. Um, uh, show those janks what they made, what you're made of. <laughs> <laughs>